Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into Patriot's Day on today's statistics episode. We reap the wind and the sky when the sun is high. We sail the length of the seas on the ocean breeze. At night we name every star. We know where we are. We know who we are, who we are. Like I mentioned before, I'm not going to do a review episode for Patriot's Day. I don't have a ton to say about it. I think it is very reminiscent of all of Peter Berg's other films, uh, particularly the ones involving Mark Wahlberg. And I think it's the weakest of those three. You know, The Lone, Lone Survivor, I think, is good, is fine. And uh, Deepwater Horizon, I think, is the best of the three, but not not by a ton. Uh, and, and Patriot's Day, though, I think it, it really misses the mark because it it spends far too much time in the beginning of the movie setting up all these characters that we just don't care about. And we're already on their side. You know, we already feel as though they've been wronged. You know, as soon as the bomb goes off, we care about them. We care about what happens to them. We want them to be okay. You know, we're not on the side of the terrorists. We're not on the side of the bombers. That's never a possibility. Uh, Particularly because it's an event that took place in real life that most people still have a very vivid memory of. And so setting up all these backstory for these characters to make us feel for them doesn't, is completely unnecessary. That whatever, however long it is, 35, 40 minutes, not worth it. And the best scenes in the movie are the ones where you see not big name actors doing things anything really um the the asian kid who who is kidnapped or just any of the um uh, just any of the scenes really with the the kidnappers in them i i liked uh you know the uh melissa benoist 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 and um the the woman who does her uh interrogation thing like that scene is really good but the rest of the movie is just mediocre to meh you know you've got Mark Wahlberg doing his interpretation of explaining everything that's happening that we can see or just like John Goodman uh, everybody's wasted no one's really used to their full potential you know when you finally get J.K. Simmons to do something it's just so ridiculous. Like, he's the only person who thought of flanking. Like, there's been like a dozen or two dozen cops at the scene, and no one thought to try and flank these guys. Ah, just endlessly frustrating. But that's all I'm going to say about it. And so let's move into the statistics part of this episode. Um, let's see here Patriots Day. So, Patriot's Day comes in as my 127th best film from 2016 at the moment. Uh, I watched it January 14th, so a few days ago. Uh, I clocked it at 127 minutes, a little over two hours. My, uh, my, My synopsis reads, The Bombing at a Marathon. Yes, very, very creative. Uh, 
as last I checked, the Rotten Tomato score on it was a 79. Uh, let me see if that's changed at all. It might have changed a point or two. And no, it's still 79%. And my rating of it was a 36. Uh, so, you know, not awful, but just bad. So solidly bad. Which puts it on par with one other film from this year that came out, and that is Alice Through the Looking Glass. Alice Through the Looking Glass. Uh, director Peter Berg, this is the third film I have from him on my spreadsheet. Uh, it drops his rank by about 300 spots. Uh, his average film rating falls to a 57.33. It is the only bad movie of his I've seen. It drops his value to a 1. And it drops his overall score to a 58.33. He's now at about 1100th place. Uh, he is the 317th director on my spreadsheet to reach three movies that I've seen of theirs. As for writers, we have five different names attached to this uh, for, for writing credits. The first two are Eric Johnson and Paul Thomasy who were both co-writers of The Fighter, Oscar-nominated writers of The Fighter. Uh, this severely damages their score, dropping it to a 68.5. Uh, it's the second film of either of theirs, and uh, lowers their average film rating to a 64.5, and drops the rank to a 1,785th. Very, very, very low. Uh, it's also co-written by Peter Berg. This is his second writing credit that I have. I'm not sure if he has a writing credit. I guess he didn't have a writing credit for Deepwater Horizon. I only have one for Patriot's Day and Lone Survivor. Um, so this drops his score to a 51.5, drops his value to zero. Uh, only the second film of his that I've seen. And then Matt Cook and Joshua Zetimer. Uh, this is both of their first films that they, they are getting credits for. So they are starting with a 36 uh, rating average, a one bad movie, a value of negative one, and a overall score of 35. Moving on to the actors. Um, all of these actors that I'm about to go through dropped their ranking. I have since resorted the list, so I'm not exactly sure where they were before this film was added to their, to their filmography, but we'll see. Uh, but they, they've all dropped significantly. Uh, J.K. Simmons is still the highest rated actor from the movie. This Patriot's Day comes in as his 26th best movie overall out of 35 that I've seen. His average film rating drops to a 60.57. This is his seventh film uh, rated between 25 and 49. It drops his value to a 37 and... Uh, drops his score to 99.57. So he was above 100 before this film. Uh, barely. What else? Next we've got Kevin Bacon. This is Kevin Bacon's 20th film and his 18th overall. Just his second film uh, in the 25 to 49 range. Dropping his average film rating to a 65.25. And his value to a 31. His score is now 96.25, and that puts him squarely at 272nd place, right behind Jodie Foster and right ahead of Adam Driver. 
<clears throat> Next, we have John Goodman. This is John Goodman's 36th film, his 23rd overall, and his 8th film, uh, rated between 25 and 49. It lowers uh, his average film rating to a 54.25. <clears throat> it lowers his value to a 25, and it lowers his score to a 79.25, putting his rank at 1,065, uh, which is uh, actually fine. Um, you know, I would say I think my current cutoff for like quality actor filmographies is like 1,200 right now. So, uh, you know, I'm not sure. Like anything below 1,200 starts to become questionable. So it's it's kind of still up for grabs as far as that goes. Um, on the other side of the 1,200 line, we have Mark Wahlberg. This is his 25th film, uh, his 21st overall. It, it, this puts him at... Uh, seven films rated between 25 and 49 and his average film rating drops to a 56.48 his value drops to 14 his score to 71.48 uh, for a ranking of 1571 um, just behind a trio of people ahead of him including ed louder and spike lee the actor Spike Lee, who only has two film credits at the moment. Next, we have uh, just a skip away. Um, Melissa Benoist. I feel like I'm pronouncing her name wrong. Pronounce Benoist because I heard somebody else pronounce it differently. Not, not sure how the American actress would pronounce it. At a pinch, it would be Benoist. Benoist. Moist. Benoist. In French, however, it's Benoit. Benoist. It's probably Benoist. Melissa Benoist. So weird. Wait, is it two N's? No. Okay. Um, Melissa Benoist. This is only her third credit. Uh, it is her worst film. Her only bad one. Uh, the only two films for her that I've other films that I've heard, uh, the only two other films of hers that I've seen are Danny Collins, which got a good review uh, rating from me, a solid sixty-eight, and Whiplash, an incredible film from twenty fourteen, which I gave a sixty-seven. I'm sorry, a ninety-seven. <laughs> her average film rating is a sixty-seven, and her value is now a four dropping her score to a 71 and dropping her to 1588th place where she is tied with a you know 10 other people or so um, including Game of Thrones star uh, Kit Harrington and uh, I guess Martin Sokus probably the other recognizable name in this list there's not a ton that I would expect most people to recognize Next, we have Michelle Monaghan. This is her 14th film, 11th overall. Drops her rating, film, average film rating to a 56.36. It is her third bad film that I've seen alongside, uh, right behind Mr. and Mrs. Smith, right ahead of The Heartbreak Kid. 
it drops her value to a 10, her score to a 66.36, which leaves her all alone in 1,888th place. Uh, she is right behind uh, Chow Yun-Fat and right ahead of J.O. Sanders. Um, yeah, I, you know, those are names that I think some people would know. After that, we have Alex Wolf, who I presume is Nat Wolf's brother. They do look very similar. Alex Wolf plays the uh, hot-headed, I guess, or, or less determined of the two bombers. This is only, like I said, this is only a second film. It is his worst of the two. And the other is A Birder's Guide to Everything, which was a sweet little film uh, starring... If I recall correctly, Cody Smith McPhee and, um, oh shoot, uh, Gandhi. He played Gandhi. He was the Mandarin in Iron Man 3. Uh, shoot, I can't think of his name, but he's in it too. Uh, so this is, uh, yeah, Alex Wolf. This is actually the, the film that debuted him on the spreadsheet. And,. He debuts at 2063rd place alongside Rodney Dangerfield and Sandra O, oh, who are tied with him. Below that, just shy of the 3,000 point, is Michael Beach. This is his third film, uh, his second overall. And it drops his value to a negative one, his average film rating to a 43.67. And his score to a 42.67. Uh, he is sitting in 20, 2,959th place alongside uh, another Game of Thrones uh, star, Ian Glenn. Uh, and uh, a couple other people who I don't really know by name. Next, there's Rachel Brosnahan of House of Cards fame. This is her third film, her second best uh, all three films of hers are, are rated below 50. There's Louder Than Bombs, her best film, then Patriot's Day, and then Beautiful Creatures. Her value is a negative three. Her score is a 35.33. Or, yeah, a 35.33. And she is in 3,127th place. Puts her tied with Leah Michelle, a star of Glee. Right behind Kate Bosworth. So, uh, you know, not, not the best company, film-wise. And uh, that's it for Patriot's Day actors. As far as genre, uh, I have this pegged as a drama and thriller. This lowers the average rating of all dramas ever that I've seen to 64.36. Lowers the rating of thrillers that I've seen to a 57 uh, I did peg it as a three on the Bechtel test. Uh, I'm trying to recall exact scenes where this takes place, uh, but I guess the, the primary one is uh, Melissa Benoist and uh, at the, in her interrogation scene, uh, which is all. While while there are moments of it do, that do reference the bombers, most of the questions being asked of her are, are there more bombs, which aren't about a male character. So, good. Uh, this does not make any top. 250 top 100 lists. It is currently not nominated for any Oscars. I'm not sure if it will be. 
I've heard a lot of people talking about how technically it is it is well conceived insofar as sound. I prefer the Deepwater Horizon sound to this, and I'm not sure Deepwater Horizon is going to get in in any of those categories. But uh, in just six days, we will be finding out who was nominated for what. Um, yeah, so looking on the year currently, uh, 2016 is up to 178 films from it that I've seen. And as this is a drama, this was the 79th drama of the year that I had seen and the 36th thriller. It is part of the 46% of films from that year that have a three or have a three on the Bechtel test. And the 65th film of the year uh, with an R MPA rating. R, yes. So, uh, yeah, that's Patriot's Day. Um, I don't really have too much more to say about it. I'm, uh, you know, I, I'm upset that, that it, you know, I like Melissa Benoist as an actress. And so it's a little, uh, it sucks that, you know, this hurt her ranking in my spreadsheet, but she's not really in a lot of things. So that's tough for, tough for her to like do well. Uh, I'm sure she's just very preoccupied with being Supergirl. Uh, this also marks the second Michelle Monaghan film that I've seen this year. Uh, the other being uh, Sleepless, which came out this past weekend. And that puts her, that makes her one of the three, six, seven people. Oh, Kevin Bacon as well. So she and Kevin Bacon are now two of the seven people that I've seen in multiple films. Um... None of them uh, have been in three. Uh, Kevin Bacon and Michelle Monaghan have been in two the each at this point. And uh, yeah, I it's a shame, I, I think, because I, I wanted this to be good. I, I, I didn't go in, you know, cynically. I've liked Peter, Peter Berg's films prior to seeing this. And you know, I think Mark Wahlberg. Ugh, excuse me. I think Mark Wahlberg is a fine actor, but I do find that he, this partnership he has with Peter Berg, is really starting to rub me the wrong way. Uh, looking at Peter Berg, I've actually seen a, a handful of other films that he's directed. Uh, they just aren't listed on my spreadsheet as of yet. In that capacity uh that's battleship hancock the rundown and friday night lights uh friday night lights definitely being the best of the seven that i've seen but um it's, I'm, I'm curious as to what really spun him into doing so many sort of uh just so many um I guess biopics of events. You know, he started out with Lone Survivor, which came right after Battleship. And Lone Survivor did really well. It got Oscar nom nominations. I think it's fine. I think my biggest problem with Lone Survivor is that, you know, I didn't know the story going in. I don't think many people knew the story going in. It was a little, you know, it was a much less publicized story that I'm aware of. But it gives away the ending in the title which I think is awful. 
and you know it's a very close and personal story to these group of men whereas patriots day just isn't close and personal to anybody you know he tries to shoehorn mark Wahlberg into every scene he can but no one really cares and it's it's like you know he doesn't he doesn't really do a lot in the movie he 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 feels like he does because peter berg is trying to tell you that he's doing a lot but i i really don't think he is and so that that doesn't really work either um but i i think i like most of his non based on a real event films more um you know definitely friday night lights unless that was based on a real thing i don't i don't know if that was either to be honest but maybe it was now i mean i really like the friday night lights film it it has its own problems for sure but it's you know it's a cliche sports movie and uh the rundown has the rock back before he was like the rock well i mean he was the rock but like he wasn't the persona we know now and like he doesn't look at all different looking at this picture he has not changed Uh, i'm probably one of the few people that enjoyed battleship for what it was um and hancock is you know it's its own thing it it's interesting to to say the least and uh while a lot of people don't really like the twist that it turns into uh for me i i think it's interesting and i I don't think it's ill-conceived so that's peter berg that is um patriots day and the statistics therein that's uh, about all i have to say though and Hopefully you enjoyed the episode. Thank you for listening. Uh, If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or critiques, you can find any of my contact information at circleoffilm.com. Circleoffilm.com, where all of the the old episodes are on there as well. And uh, I will talk to you next time. I believe the next episode I'm going to set up is a review episode for a 2016 release animated film that uh i don't think i've brought it up once so yeah look forward to that thanks again and as always have a week Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute.